0: Uh, to our listener. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, this is the Woodmont Koya Pond cast. Um, Our class continues to grow. We've been 30, 60, uh, we're up to about 65 folks uh, this morning uh, in our audience. So thankful uh, to have such a great group as well. Uh, so to get Anna warmed up a little bit, I'm going to uh, start by asking our live audience and to our listener, you think as well, do you have any hilarious? theater production stories, like some kind of blunder that happens because uh, we have Anna with us, we're gonna talk a little bit about her creative space in theater that she uh, engages with, but I'd love to get us warmed up just a little bit. Obviously this these are live productions and so some of the stories that take place in live theater productions are really funny. To our live audience, do we have any that we can share right off the back? To our listener, this was a story of somebody crashing into the set as well. Which, by the way, if you've ever met my wife, her most favorite thing in the world is when people fall. And honestly, the, the more they could have potentially gotten hurt, the harder she laughs as well. And that includes, our our, our kids are included in that uh, as well. Yeah, that's exactly right. right any other uh, hilarious things? Go ahead, Liam. It, it
1: happened on Saturday night in this play. Oh, yeah, it Someone did. And I did not laugh.
0: Okay, all right. I bit my
1: tongue.
0: Did you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Did there's you not a...
1: know that? No, who fell in my play? <laughs>
0: all right, so pause just for a second. We're, we're all over the place uh, today. Anna, you recently helped produce a play that took place here at Woodmont. Tell us about that, what that play was first, and then we'll get to the story.
1: Yeah, so it was Once Upon a Mattress, which is a comedy version of The Princess and the Pea. Um, my company, New Star Nashville... Uh, performed it. I directed and I played, uh, Princess Winifred. Um, and apparently I just found out someone fell on stage. Um, and so I'm a little bit nervous. I'm like, oh my gosh, who, um, do I need to call my lawyer? Uh, <laughs> 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 who is my dad? Um, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> uh, yeah. um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's a great play about, it's about, you know, personal empowerment it's funny and there's, all these characters that are over the top yet incredibly relatable and that's what I love about it
0: that's awesome all right uh Leanne come up and share the story yeah yeah come on up let's hear it for everybody there she is I know it's fantastic (laughs) you'll need to give us a little bit about the character and the the small thing that was whispered to you afterwards as well I think is good
1: so in this in this play there's a character who um finds out she's with child and she's they're talking about it. She's pregnant. They never come out and say that. But um, she walks off the stage after announcing she's Mm -hmm. pregnant and it was off stage. She hit the floor and um, you you couldn't laugh because it was serious. And I had a little, (laughs) had my neighbor leaned over and goes, I hope the baby's okay. (laughs) I did know about that. I thought you meant on stage. No, I was the one that Texted my dad and said, "Can you bring some ice backstage for Kaylee, please?" <laughs> um, she hit hard. She did. She was okay. I was right there. I was in the wings, and I kind of caught her. Um, but and we heard about that comment. She thought it was the funniest thing she'd ever heard in her life. Is the baby okay?
0: What you you were in the wings? What does that mean?
1: Oh, the wings that's the like the side of the stage. Not quite backstage. It's like where you stand when you're waiting to go on. Okay. Um, but uh, the song that she was singing but you know, before all that happened is one of my favorites, and so I like to watch that from the side of the stage, nice. even though it wasn't supposed to go on for another ten minutes. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I, I sometimes I'll sneak into the wings and I'll just watch my favorite moments. Very even if good. Even if I have no reason to be there. I, it makes me want to break
0: out into song <laughs> yeah. in, the, in, in the wings, but I will not uh, do that mm-hmm. this morning. Uh, so, Anna, uh, let's back up just a little bit. Can you give us a brief history of Anna? Lastly, any inflection points that might be in your story growing up or anything like that? And, uh, you know, if you engage, you know, how did you get interested in creative things as well along the way too?
1: Well, I've always been performing, even before I really did um, my plays. I grew up in a very artistic family, Um, especially my mom's side of the family. Everyone is a musician, everyone is some kind of performer. Um, and I remember I have these memories of when I was like little and I would go over to my grandmother's house for like a family birthday or Christmas or something and it was just understood that after the meal the grandchildren would perform it was like how we contributed to the family we provided the after meal entertainment and so I would write these songs with my cousin and we perform uh, or we would write these really weird little skits that we would do and so we were always kind of performing uh, for the family. And then when I was in third grade, my best friend said, hey, Anna, you want to do this play with me? And I said, yeah. And so we did it was Hansel and Gretel. And I played like a little village girl named Susie. And that was like the first real play that I did it was when I was I was eight or nine. And then the next year, I went back to that theater group. The friend who invited me didn't go back, but I did. And I stayed with that theater group for 10 years. Wow. <laughs> I stayed with that theater group until I graduated high school. Um, and that was, the, the second play I did there was A Year with Frog and Toad, and I was Toad. And that was the first musical that I did, and that's when I really caught the theater bug, yeah. when I was doing a musical for the first time. It was amazing, and it became such a huge part of my life. The following year, I became homeschooled. Um, my mom homeschooled me, and a semester later, my brother joined us at home as well. I
0: like to said I became homeschooled. I became
1: homeschooled. Oh, <laughs> I became homeschooled. Um, I know, everything I say has to have a dramatic flair. I became homeschooled. <laughs> um, but, no, I, uh, I, in fourth grade, I had to move schools because I was rezoned, and in fourth grade, I had some pretty serious bullying issues. Mm-hmm. And so the plan was for us to just do homeschooling for, like, a year or two. Um, And then we ended up staying through high school. And um, that brought me so close to my mom and uh, so close to my brother. Anyone who knows me knows that I'm very close with my family. And uh, a lot of that comes from homeschooling. Um, Homeschooling gave me a chance to really challenge myself academically and find who I was. And I developed my passion for history. And now I'm a social studies teacher. Um, but homeschooling also gave me some amazing opportunities to really find myself as an artist. I had a flexible schedule, and so sometimes there would be semesters, like in high school, when I would be at the studio for the theater group four days a week. Um, you know, On Monday, I had dance class. On Thursday, I had rehearsal. For a couple of years, I had an internship where I helped with the younger, show, the younger kids' shows, like 6 to 11. Um, Saturday, I had improv classes and another dance class or something. I also did voice lessons, singing lessons every other week. Will and I did some acting jobs when we were younger, and that was, like, the first time that I had, like, earned my own money.
0: W- Will um, is who? My
1: brother. Sorry, yes. Um, older, younger? Older. Uh, he's older than me by four years. Um, and uh, Will is, to this day, my favorite scene partner. We love acting together. Um, we drive each other absolutely insane, but when we're on the stage together, we, we really enjoy it. Okay. And... Um, uh, we did these acting jobs For like Lifeway For like Bible curriculum And just things you could find Around Nashville for, for kids And um, that was the first time That I like had earned my own money yeah. And it was you know I was 6th, 7th grade, 8th grade And it felt so satisfying To first of all Earn my own money for the first time But also to know that I, I, I Earned money doing something that I loved
0: And how old were you?
1: when you do that? I, th- I got the job when I was in the sixth grade and then it was, you know, I would do it a few times a year um, and so I, I got that amazing feeling of satisfaction of getting paid to do something you love and i was i got hooked on that feeling like i so, really did so
0: for my kids who might be listening to this 6th mm-hmm. grade they were earning she was earning money 6th <laughs> grade do we all hear that uh, correctly <laughs> just to just to be sure yeah that's
1: right we were. and you know there would be long days you know there'd be days when you would and they loved working with me and will because we were homeschooled and so we could come in at any time you yeah, know yeah. and so they didn't have to like explain to the school you know why they're, why the student wasn't there um but it was it was really great and it was it was just so satisfying you know and wonderful and we we had a ball you so know? let me
0: back up into that yeah. just a little bit more and anna did ask me to send her some questions ahead of time so anna mm-hmm. i'm gonna obviously i pivot from questions often and uh, i know you've got to improv back but will do I, one of the things that sparked interest is one when you said you love your family and everything mm-hmm. obviously the when when anyone around here hears the lastly family that's a mm-hmm. It brings a lot of warm connotations to lots of people. You guys do so much for so many people, um, your parents, and those kind of things. But I was listening to a parenting podcast recently that said, you know, how do you measure the success of a parent or a family? And because there's lots of different ways you could potentially measure that, and I loved what they said. It's it's really one of two things. Uh, number one, the the kids all through growing up want to come back and, and, and be around family. So traditions, yeah. Thanksgiving, those kind of things, there's a desire. Mm-hmm. But the other one that they said is the siblings over time really enjoy being around each other, even outside of the parents mm-hmm. at times. So I'm interested to ask, cause you speak so fondly of you and your brother and y'all's relationship and things. What do you think it was growing up that maybe bonded you guys? And I know I didn't prep you with that question at all, so I'm putting you a little bit on the spot, but it's oh, yeah. very interesting to me.
1: I I'm, I i am don't know if I could sum it down to something that could be fit in a podcast, but it's Will has always been um, kind of my partner in crime. You know, we're four years apart, but we really didn't, the gap felt much smaller than that growing up. And we were, Will and I spent so much time time together one could argue too much time together uh in middle school and high school because we were homeschooled together we went to the same church we went to the same theater group will went to that same theater group and graduated out of it just like i did um and you know our rooms are right next to each other our bathrooms are conjoined we spent every minute together and so i um i think that one thing that really showed me how much um i just really you know i i i I don't like being apart from him, was when he went to college, um, I was suddenly homeschooled by myself, and I was just, it was just me and mom, and I was, it really felt that you could feel the difference in the air, you really could, um, excuse me. And so I was, I was like, this feels, this feels a bit weird. You know, this is, he, he should be here and and annoying the heck out of me, but he's not. (laughs) And, um, so, and, and Will and I, we just, we have a lot in common. We love, we do the same things for fun, which, um, you know, we, both of us are huge movie nerds. Uh And so one thing that we will do is we will go to the movies together, or we will go to, um, we'll go to McKay's and just do like this massive haul, And then we'll go to Waffle House after that's our brother sister time is McKay's and Waffle House. So
0: to our our listener, real quick, (laughs) McKay's is a very large kind of used bookstore, but it's got lots of other vintage Mm -hmm. types of things as well. It Mm -hmm. is a really cool place to go to.
1: It's a lot of fun, and you can spend hours in there and still feel like you didn't, you know, do the store thoroughly. And to our McKay's
0: listener, we're all looking for sponsorship for this podcast as
1: well. Um, But we just, we... Very early, we found the things that we love to do together. Yeah. And, um, and then, of course, we love doing theater together. Yeah. Will was in this show that we just did. He was in the previous show. He was in the previous show. He, he basically started the company with me. Yeah. Um, and so we, we just found our stuff that we love to do together and we put in time, we, we make the time for each other to, um, b- because we, we enjoy doing it, you yeah. know? Um, do we bicker a lot? Yes. You know, should we probably give each other more space sometimes? Probably. But, you know, it's we just we have a lot in common and we embrace that.
0: You have more intense moments of fellowship with the people you love mm-hmm. than typically with the people you don't don't yeah. like as much. Yeah. So, so that's a good thing. That's a yeah. healthy measure at times. Yeah. Right, so you mentioned your company, mm-hmm. the company, a couple times. Tell mm-hmm. us how that started, what that is, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff.
1: So New Star Nashville Productions uh, started back in 2016. Um, and New Star... It, the the name actually came from the fact that the night that Jesus was born a new star appeared in the sky and I started thinking about what that could mean and I started thinking about how to me theater is a place where you go where you can see the potential for how life can be you can imagine yourself in different scenarios and it's infinite possibility and infinite hope and infinite possibility and infinite hope is what the world received when jesus was born Mm. and so come on bring bring it (laughs) so uh that's why i wanted to i wanted to connect the company to what that star that new star in the sky symbolized and so we do not exclusively do like christian shows but we are christ-centered um and it is an inclusive space everyone is welcome we have people um who have disabilities we have people who um have grown up in theater but on people that have just now said hey i think i'd like to give this a try um we have so it is such a community of uh, it, we we like to say we're a community of misfits. We really are. We we're the island of misfit toys, and it's amazing. Um, and so we've been doing this. This is now. Let me do math in my head. Hold on. Um,
0: this theater creative. <laughs> yeah, not no, the, yeah, not yeah, I, yeah.
1: I I I studied history and theater in college. I did that to avoid math. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So we've been around for about eight years now, and um, we have. M- I don't think any of our shows have uh, All of our shows have been very different We don't stick with a particular genre We love trying new things you know? We've done everything from Disney to Classic horror you know, we, we, we do not put ourselves In a little box yeah. you know? um, Do you ever
0: mix them like do Disney classic horror Like, like both of them at the same time
1: Believe it or not, yes. Um, <laughs> we have a, a cabaret plan, which is just—if you don't know what a cabaret is—it's just songs, and it's usually a mixed bag. This was uh, my brother Will's idea. He wants to do a cabaret that's like Halloween themed yeah. and stuff, and we have a lot of Disney villain songs in there. And so, um, I, 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 without joking, the answer is yes. We have combined Disney and horror. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Let me uh, do a couple things you just talked about in the New Star Productions. Been mm-hmm. around for eight years. One, how can people learn about what's happening with New Star Productions, real quick?
1: Um, we are on Instagram and Facebook. We're at New Star Nashville Productions. Um, we post regular updates there for auditions, uh, performances, um, and we also have kind of a side company called evening star events which is like character parties and stuff like that so you could also follow us there and we partner with lots of local businesses in nashville to provide extra services like face painting and cakes and stuff um so yeah follow us there and then there's a link to our website as well
0: that's awesome so one of the things i want to pull out of what you said is basically going to be a statement which you can speak to if you want to but it's not going to come out in the form of a question but I love how you, you articulated the foundational Christian, you know, Christian foundation behind New Star Productions, but then followed that up with we're a very inclusive, you know, group as mm-hmm. well. And those those two things in our world today don't often correlate to each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times if we come out with a very Christian-minded thing mm-hmm. or whatever it is, the connotation of that is that it's very exclusive yeah. uh, to a lot of things. and. Uh, I think it's pretty cool uh, that you can dive into kind of a Christian foundational uh, production company of creativity and those kind of things and have that as the core foundation and the reason mm-hmm. uh, that you do the things but also be very open uh, to, to lots of things that are out there. Anything mm-hmm. to speak to that at all? I know that wasn't yeah, a question, no. but I uh, that was really cool.
1: Absolutely. I mean, one thing that I have that, that really... I took to heart was we have in the the new star family we have a pretty significant uh, we, we have representation from all corners of the LGBTQ plus community and I have had people say you are like the first Christian friend I've had since high school mm-hmm. and you know uh, they I've had people say hey we're performing at this church because we perform at Woodmont and they said hey is Am yeah, I going to be a problem? And I problem. said no, 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 no. You <laughs> is know, and and is there a
0: screening process. Is there a screening process? But like, you know, I'm not
1: going to see any signs or brochures or anything <laughs> for so. I'm, and I'm like, no, you won't trust yeah. me. And uh, so that you know, I, I theater is kind of how I try to, in a way, step out of the bubble, yeah. um, but also kind of bring the bubble to the world, but also, you know, it's a way for me to try and, you know, be a representative of the church while not trying to change anyone, you know, and it's, uh, so I I have so many friends that do not go to church unless they are rehearsing in this building, Um, but... They, you know, they have said, you know, I, the last time I had a friend who was like a regular churchgoer was when I was in high school and pretending to be something I wasn't. Yeah. You know? And so we work very hard to make sure that people feel safe and they feel loved and they don't feel like any pressure to change something about themselves in the name of someone who never really asked someone to change something like that, you know?
0: Anna, there was a lot of very, in fact, you're getting some snaps in the room, uh, which we consider from our live audience, amens maybe uh, for our room as well. Uh, But there's some strong nuggets in there. And let me just just take a moment to say thank you for that work. Uh, There's a lot of incredible work that's happening as a byproduct. Of what you're after and doing right now, so um, that's really cool. And I had no idea we—I had no idea we'd bring that out yes. of our <laughs> of our time, which is why these conversations are I so didn't much plan fun it, as well. No,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so with that, I'm going to pivot just a little bit. Uh, we've been talking to people who play in different creative spaces mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of them have a lot of creativity and a lot of entrepreneurial spirit yeah. associated with them as well. And if you engage in something like starting a new production company, mm-hmm. there's bound to be highs and lows oh, yeah. going through that. Could you speak to that a little bit? What, what are the highs that keep you going, mm-hmm. but what have been some of the lows of, that you've had to kind of persevere through as well?
1: I mean, if you talk to anyone in theater, they'll always say the lows come about a week before the show. Um, that's when everyone is stressed, they're feeling the time crunch, and no one is at their best when they're stressed, usually sleep-deprived, and under a time constraint. No one is at their best then. And uh, so, you know, I'd say there have been, there, there's, it has caused, working with your friends is amazing, but they're, you know, you can, their tension can happen you know, And so I think that that's been difficult and sometimes that there's been tension between me and Will or me and my friends or something as we try to work together. But one thing that always kind of brings us back together is knowing we're all just here to do the best show that we can. We all have the same goal. Yeah. Um, you know, there have been times when uh, I, I had a friend who's a, who's a voice teacher of mine who's also a producer and uh, he told me before I produced my first play. And I was 17, so I was terrified and excited. (laughs) um, He said, just so you know, everything that can go wrong will go wrong. And I was like, thank you for the vote of confidence. Um, (laughs) But he was kind of right. And so you, you have to learn... If you want to spend a lot of time in theater, you have got to learn to embrace chaos, which is not something I was naturally good at. It's something I had to teach myself. (laughs) Um, But, you know, we've had... um, In the spring, we did uh, a play, and our leading man got the flu uh, a week before the show, and he was, like, down. He was in bed for a week, and so we had to delay the show for a week. Mm. And it was rough, but we did it because there was... There was nothing we could do at that point, point. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you surround, what I would also. So sometimes say- the
0: show must go on, but later.
1: But later, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, you just the show must go on unless you have no understudy, and it is one of the hardest <laughs> roles ever because it was, <laughs> it was our first length shakespeare show and i was like you cannot learn this part in three days so we we have to you know we didn't really have a choice um but one thing that helps is if you surround yourself with people who are you know willing to say okay let's be flexible okay let's do this we want to have the best show we can so what do we have to do in order to make that happen and so i feel very blessed to have like a a community that is very much like okay we have this problem now how can we solve it rather yeah. than panicking yeah. one thing that we also do um, is sometimes we don't always get to do this just because of time but one thing that we love to do is um, sometimes right before tech week which is the week before the show It's sometimes it's the first time you actually get to step foot in the theater um, and it's when you, know, the, you have the sound and the, the sound engineer and the lighting guy and everything and everyone's trying to figure out cues and People are getting used to their costumes and the set and everything. It's a very stressful time. Um, and, of course, you have this, you know... The, the the show is looming in the distance and so there's the stress of that. One thing that we like to do is we'll typically go on some sort of cast retreat the weekend before. Basically just to make sure everyone's on good terms with each other before <laughs> we get to not be our best selves. Um, and so <laughs> but that's one thing well, that's a, it's a pre-
0: to, I need to instigate that in my own family. But like like before we go on vacation. Let's let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's
1: do that. Yeah, yeah, but it's um it's like a it's something that we do just to make sure okay we're all good we're all like emotionally refreshed and um, we're all you know we've got each other's backs and so it's something we do we'll either we'll have a barbecue sometimes we've gone on a retreat or we've gone camping or something like that and it's just something that we like to do that kind of makes sure that the fellowship is strong before we go into a kind of a a stressful week Cool.
0: that's very cool all right give some and if we have any questions of our audience I'll, I'll address that here in just a second uh, give some advice. So I'm going to speak on behalf of my 10 year old girl, mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth, uh, who is in her first production in middle school of Elf coming up. Right Go, now. Elizabeth. Yeah, right. And she's in that very stressful time that I assume is normal mm-hmm. when you're like, why did I do this? This is so much work and everything that's leading up to that high of actually being on stage that then says, "Oh, I will absolutely do this again." Whereas mm-hmm. now she might be saying, "I'm not going to do, you know, yep. I'm not going to do this or whatever." What are some advice for either the 10-year-old or anybody who is really wanting to do this or experience mm-hmm. something like that? What advice, what wisdom would you give?
1: Well, first of all, I would say that, you know, I've been doing theater for now 16 or 17 years and I still have that those moments of why did I do this why did I bring this on myself you know why did I um what was I thinking what
0: series of life choices (laughs) did I
1: make exactly (laughs) I'm like did I let someone pressure me into doing this like what what (laughs) is you know and, and um in those moments what I have to do is first of all I usually take a deep breath and then I sit down and I make a list of everything that needs to be done in order to do my job well, you know? And so um, if you're stressed about learning lines, what you have to do is kind of say, okay, so how am I going to do this, all right? Do I think I can do it if I set aside 20 minutes a day? If no, okay, can I do it if I set aside 30 minutes a day? Whatever you need to do, you figure it out and you make the time. Um, and I have had times when I've thought, I, have, I do not have 30 minutes to do this. What am I going to do? And I have recorded scenes on my phone and listen to them in the car. Uh. Like, you find those minutes. Mm. You make more minutes in the yeah. day, yeah. you know? And so, and that just tells me it is possible. Yeah. You can find the minutes if you need to. Yeah. Um, and But if you make a list of, you know, sometimes what I'll do if I think I have too many scenes to learn, I'll make a list of the scenes, and when I master one, I check it off. Mm-hmm. The way I can see my progress and be like, okay, yeah, the show's in a week and a half, but I only have one more scene to learn. Mm-hmm. That, uh, that's manageable, you know? Um, so breaking it down into small tasks. Uh, th- theater's like any other major project. You know, you break it down in small tasks and you focus on time management, you can do it. Um, and also, allow yourself to enjoy it and to have fun. You know, in this last show, I was doing everything. I was the producer, I was the director, I was doing costumes, I was doing sets, and I was playing the lead. It was insane. And I was thinking, okay, what? how How am I going to do all this? And I remember I got a text from my mom, and she said, I feel like you'll be glad when this is over. And I said, I won't be glad when it's over. I'll be glad when the work is done, and I can just go out on stage and have fun. Yeah. Because it's such a fun role. That's what's cool. She is a princess who swims the moat. That is the first thing you learn about her. Is she get it? The first line is, Actually, I swam the moat. That is the first line she says. And it is a fun role. And so I was just saying, when I get up on stage and I start singing those songs, I don't have a care in the world. That's fun. And so I had to remind myself, hold up. Yes, you're stressed, but this is also such a joyful experience. Remember that. Remember to enjoy the fun parts. Yeah. You know? And so I would say to Elizabeth or anyone else, yes, it's stressful. But once you get past the stress... Oh, you're gonna have so much fun
0: yeah
1: oh it's so wonderful
0: so one of the things and then I'll take some questions for our final minutes from our audience for a minute but one of the things so a a group of from our audience went to see your recent production that you already spoke about and I asked them, you know how did it go and the overwhelming response that I got was Anna's voice is amazing And she looks like she's having a great time out there as well. So that really comes across uh, with your your performances. I was having so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) I really
1: was.
0: (laughs) Uh, Any questions that come up? Go ahead, Amy.
1: Preview
0: of coming attractions. Okay, so one second. Let me repeat the question for our listener real quick. So Amy has asked, preview of anything upcoming. That's that's a difficult thing to say from somebody who just came off of a production at times, Mm. I would assume.
1: We... um, we are thinking um we are probably going to kick off next season next year probably in in January um either with a musical that we had planned to do last year but then we had to put on hold or um back in 2018 we did our first original play I adapted a version of Dracula for the stage and uh it was so much fun to do and um there, But there were a lot of things that we were thinking if we could have this mindset. If we could go back to the beginning, there's so many things we would do differently, and so we're also considering doing... Um, re- redoing that show, the m- my original Stoker's Dracula. Um, and so, yeah, like I said, we do... Many different things, from Once Upon a Mattress to Dracula, you know. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's what we're thinking right now. Uh, originals are fun because you, especially because I, I also directed that one, and so it was cool because they would be like, "Can we change this?" And I was like, "Hold on, let me check with the writer." Writer says yes. You know? <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the that's the good thing about wearing multiple hats. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Any other questions? Go ahead, Liam. Um, I
1: just think that in addition to everything. You did you also started teaching for the first time right so how do you balance your creativity with your day job how do I balance I would say very poorly um, <laughs> <That's laughs> Honestly, I, I love it oh my goodness um, especially because I did not have very much time for training for the teaching job and um, I yeah I, I absolutely love history I love teaching history but um, But it is stressful. I teach sixth grade, um, which is a challenging group. Mm. And um, so, you know, for a while there, I would, you know, I'd be working, you know, eight to four. Then I would come home. I'd have about an hour, and then it was time to head out to rehearsal. And in that hour, there were so many things I had to get done. You know, anything around the house, dishes, laundry, any of that had to be done within that hour. Typically, if there was something that needed to be done before rehearsal, it had to be done in that hour. Um, I had to find some time to eat at some point, so that had to be done within the hour, typically while doing something else. Um, And uh, someone asked me, they said... I mean, we think it's just, it's so much for you to do teaching, your first semester teaching, and be doing this show. I mean, don't you think you'd be so much less stressed if you had taken a season off from from New Star? And I said, yes, I would be less stressed, but I also would not be as happy. I, it was such a source of joy. It was really my, you know, it was... Never underestimate the power of a creative outlet, you know. It's especially when you have a job that is so detail-oriented and is not a punch-in, punch-out job. Teaching is the opposite. And um, there are so many moving parts, um, you know, to w- when you're teaching. And so it's a chaotic job, and then, you know, you come home and you have another chaotic job of putting on this play, but also it was it was such a life-giving experience that I thought, yeah, I would be less stressed, but I would also probably be, I don't know if I would, i would, you know, have enough joy in my day, you know, if I, not that I don't love teaching, but it's, it is crazy and chaotic, and then rehearsal was kind of a place where I could just, um, you know, Uh, release the tension, you know, I could just sing and dance and be with people that I love to sing and dance with, and and so it was it, it, even though it's stressful, it's still life-giving
0: So I think uh, I asked two of the actual questions that I had sent (laughs) you ahead of time, Uh, there's so much richness to, uh what you're talking about uh, in the conversation today, uh, and you answered a bunch of the questions I had in that one statement you just had. Never underestimate the power of a creative outlet. Mm-hmm. I think that's so good, Anna. What can we as a class be praying for for you? Upcoming, is it balance? Is it peace? Is it what? What is it?
1: Um, I would say um balance, absolutely. Um, because it is difficult when you know uh it 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 balances a difficult thing to find when you have two jobs that you love but are also both demand a lot of attention um and i would also uh like prayers um that i I enjoy the next few weeks off Um, uh, because sometimes I get in my mind like okay this project's done so now I have to start working on the next one Um, it is impossible for me to sit still but it's really good for me to sit still once in a while so I I would say peace and just kind of the ability to bask in the moment uh, uh, the the victory of the last show because it went really well and I'm you know I want to be able to enjoy that before I start dressing about the next production awesome
0: very good. If y'all will, let's join me in uh, a quick prayer over Anna. Anna, um, Lord God, thank you so much for uh, the time with Anna this morning. Thank you for the zeal, the enthusiasm you've placed in her for life, for a creative space of theater. Uh, thank you for her story uh, and uh, all the different inflection points that she shared with us leading up to her becoming the, just the incredible person to be around that she is. Uh, Our prayer for her uh, as a class, but many of us probably relate in a big way, is that balance and really being intentional about understanding what she needs, spirit, mind, and body in any given moment, and being intentional to dive into that. And over the next three weeks, uh, I pray that you give her a lot of margin to sit and be content uh, just sitting, just being uh, and, and allow uh, your spirit to move in a powerful way um, in her during that time so that she can be refreshed and renewed uh, to bring her incredible influence in all the things that are coming out of New Star Productions uh, to light in, uh, in the new year as well. Uh, thanks so much for this time this morning. Uh, pray a prayer of love and joy and laughter uh, to all those listening and all those in our live audience as well. We pray all these things because of Jesus. Amen. Amen.